You're listening to Rosie Cole's Vaudeville Broadcast. This program may contain adult content, so if you're under 18, please either get permission or switch it off. No, no laughing aloud on the podcast. What about swearing? Swear, swearing totally aloud. Okay. Hello, listeners of the broadcast. Uh, today, I'm with two incredibly cool people um, who are... What would we call you? We would call you the biggest cabaret fans ever, possibly. Pretty, pretty big cabaret fans. Big fans. I think it's safe to say we're, we're regulars on the London cabaret scene. Yeah, definitely. Familiar faces. Um, so this is obviously your host, Rosie Cole. I am here with James Lee. Hello. And Kim Roberts. Am I allowed to say Hello. my name on the... Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> I just realised I didn't check that before I started recording. I don't know, do you want to say a little bit about about your involvement in the cabaret scene. Blimey. Uh, <laughs> well, I d- what, what is my involvement? I, I go along to a lot of shows, <laughs> mainly because it's it's one of those things where you can't help but get to talk to people. It's mm. such a, a friendly scene that you get talking to people and all of a sudden you'll find that you're friends with them on Facebook or you're going out for drinks or something and then then, well, they've got a show, so you want to go and support that and see what it's about, um, you know, or there's, there's performers you've heard a lot about and, and really want to, to get to see, so you're looking for, for shows with them in. And so it, it all spiralled out of control somewhat for, <laughs> for me. I, I went along, I got, I got introduced to Cabaret by someone who hates Cabaret. I want to hear more about this in a second. And... <laughs> <laughs> Who, who basically um, goes to a, a, a pub in Stockwell where there were a lot of cabaret shows on run by Little Lady Luscious. Oh, I know this venue. It's where we recorded the podcast with Gemma Layton. It is Cavendish indeed. Cavendish Arms. Yes, the Cavendish <laughs> Arms. And so I ended up going down there for, for drinks and, and it had been mentioned that there was a cabaret show on and that I might find it interesting. And... I went and I went, oh yeah, I'm going to go to the cabaret show. And she said, oh, I, I won't. Like, okay, well, you, you were the one that mentioned it. Like, yeah, but I don't like it. Like, so what, I'm coming down here for drinks with you and then I'm going to go into the other room to watch cabaret. But I did. <laughs> you were like, screw you then. I'm going to go anyway. Well, you know, I'd, I'd never been. And uh, uh, yeah, I did. And it was, uh, it was a really good show. Uh, I think that one had... I'm trying to remember who was in it. I think Violet Blaze was in it. Oh, in, in one of her quite early, you know, early days. Yeah. Um, Violet Blaze, who obviously then later in the year won the, the burlesque idol. And, we're going to have... We're going to have an international superstar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I just gave away a super secret special. No, it was, it's not a secret. But <laughs> we're going to have Violet on at some point. I'm so excited. Cool. She's so awesome. Um, so, so yeah, she was on and I, I'm trying to remember, obviously Gemma Layton was, was hosting it. Yeah, it was a really awesome show, some really good performers. I can't remember if it was that one or the one after the Vivacity Bliss was performing in. Oh, cool. Um, but the first two shows, you know, I went to, really enjoyed myself, just got talking to people involved in the show afterwards. And now um, you see all of them. Yeah. It just it just went it went crazy from there really. Awesome. Yeah. What about what about you, Kim? 
Um, well, I sort of started out uh, as a favour to a friend, uh, Doc LaRock, um, northern performer, who was my corporal in the army. Um, a bit of a bastard, to say the least. <laughs> he made me cry. Um, he was. Let's see if I can get Doc on at some point. He makes claims me, are founded. They are very true. I promise. Um, he he messaged me saying he was in London comparing a show. Asked me if I'd come along and take some pictures, and I was like well, why not? Not doing anything. And he needed a place to stay as well, so of course he had to stay at mine. And, you know, free tickets to a show. Well, and he was your corporal. He couldn't, like, not stay at yours. Well, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there was boobs involved, so I was in. <laughs> um, and I took some pictures of him, and I thought, well, I might as well take pictures of the rest of the show. And obviously met some wonderful people, yourself included. Um, I think you were at like the second or third show that I photographed, I think. Yeah. It was, it was pretty early on in yeah. the show that I think we met. Um, yeah, and it just kind of went from there, really. Um, I photographed that show for about 18 months, uh, met a whole bunch of wonderful people. Then I just went on to Cabaret Roulette, um, started supporting that show, been to all of those shows, uh, <laughs> and then sort of just got introduced to other things by other people then. Um, I've been to It's Your Funeral with James, um, Lucha, which was awesome. I really want to go back there. Oh, I want to see some Lucha. Um, it is really epic. It's definitely worth going. I was talking to someone who was not at all involved in cabaret, and they were like, did you know there's Lucha Libre Wrestling? I was like, yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> this I, happens in London. And that's one of the great things, is it's it's sort of part of the London cabaret scene, despite it's not... Basically the wrestling of cabaret, I'd say. So cabaret I, wrestling, yeah. yeah. Well, we should probably explain what it is, in case anyone doesn't know it. But yes. Yeah. So it's, it's Mexican Lucha wrestling with like the, the masks and all the, all the masks and oh, yes. tight pants and, oh, yes. and oh, yeah. ridiculous characters um freddie mercurio <laughs> and yeah in in the east end of london in, in bethnal green not far and from bethnal green working men's club <laughs> no where where of course the double r club happens Down some back alley and, 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 and of course you've cool. you've got benjamin loosh comparing both He's oh, one of the commentators yeah. for the Lucha. Oh, He's man. the London Cabaret Award-winning compare of the Double R Club. We're the man with the dropping tongue. names <laughs> already. I know it is. A, like it is a name dropping competition. Name bombs here, <laughs> left, right, and centre in this podcast already. We're not even ten minutes in. Yeah. Well, nice. I, d- I, d- I think I've met I've met Benjamin Lucha a couple of times, but basically the first time I was just drunk at Lucha. And I'd seen the Double R Club the night before, if I recall correctly. I just went up to him and went, oh, yeah, brilliant. That's like, that is just, oh, fucking brilliant. <laughs> and I, I think he, he looked at me like, what the, f- is this guy, guy just wandered in off the street or something? <laughs> but um, yeah, he was very polite, despite that. <laughs> I hope you say him that he's polite isn't going to ruin his street cred. It's like <laughs> a terrifyingly dark compare. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, seeing him at the double arc, like, it was kind of awesome and terrifying at the same time, I think. I think that sounds like a great description. It's, yeah, I mean... That's, exa- that's kind of like the double R club's MO. So... Again, for listeners, because not all of them are based in London, not all of them know all the quirky cabaret nights. The Double R Club is David Lynch-inspired cabaret, and it goes on every third Thursday of the month yeah. um, at Bethnal Green Working Men's Club. 
and uh, awesome but terrifying yes. is the perfect way of describing it, I yeah. reckon. There's, there's some good humour in there as well. It's, it's not all just... That'd probably be part of the awesome rel- Relentless bleakness. <laughs> but, uh... what, what was your first ever cabaret show like? When you were watching it, can you remember what you were thinking and like experiencing when you were seeing it? Yeah, the first, like, uh, the first few were a bit are a bit of a blur now. They were all at the Cavendish, mm-hmm. so the fact that they were all the same venue. Um, Where you've been back a few times. Yeah, um, <laughs> I would imagine. It's, it's yeah, and despite the fact that the Cavendish is not actually anywhere near where I live, it's it's almost a, it almost became a local for me. Wow. Um, I don't remember it except that I remember that Emily, Little Lady Luscious, was performing because it was her show. Mm-hmm. And, and Violet Did you know Blaise. M before you saw the show no. or did you end up just chatting to her? Yeah, I, I didn't get chatting to her till a couple of shows in, really. Uh, it wasn't till, till the uh, Stockwell Festival. So <laughs> uh, all I remember is that I, I liked it. There was some... Yeah, I liked the variety of it. I get I get bored easily. I need I need different things. And anyone who's seen my music collection will will know I I don't stick to any one thing. I like go oh I like that I like that I like that. I, even better I like bands which do one musical style and another all within the same song. Mm. Um, but so I really liked it because it had it had comedy and it had burlesque and what else did we get? Oh, it had Vesper Fontaine, uh, you music, know, singing. doing singing whilst. Doing burlesque, uh, yeah. you know, uh, which was, is always uh, always impressive. I believe um, the technical term for that is a sing and fling. Yes, it is correct. Learned yes. that recently. <laughs> I feel very smart the burlesque lingo. <laughs> but yeah, what I, what I most remember was just the the atmosphere was really good. Uh, everyone there was really friendly. You, you know, you get talking to everyone afterwards, mm. and it's it's the sort of crowd where people just take you as you are there's there's no um there's there's no judgment in it in a cabaret thing it's it's like um you you you'll meet a, a a six foot six drag queen with a huge bushy beard and go that's a, that's a strong look i like it and, and you'll, you'll you'll have a chat and where did you get your dress from yes. um, i love your makeup and that's that's what i love about it it's it's just no meet someone pretty much have a chat with them you yeah. know, yeah, and 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 find out what you know what makes them tick. And I think sort of with my own experience, um, for the most part, certainly for the first year and a half or so, it was always behind the camera, so I could sort of sneak backstage if I wanted to. You know, I had a camera, so it was fine. Um, <laughs> I think that sounds a lot pervier. <laughs> well, I, I mean, can sneak backstage. Or people with my were camera. okay talking to me because. I'm, I think because I was female and going backstage, if I was a guy, it might have been a bit different. Yeah. You know, girls getting changed backstage, they don't want a guy with a camera. But I think so, certainly my the first sort of year and a half of my experience with cabaret, burlesque, variety shows, all of that, was from behind the camera. But I still met a whole load of fantastic people. And I've, I've got very firm friends now um, from that scene. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me... I see. I I love shiny things. Anything that's shiny or sparkly, I'm straight there. <laughs> so, and if there's boobs involved, 
I am so there and I'm just not leaving until the last bits of glitter have been swept off the stage. That's never going to happen because glitter never it comes doesn't, off the stage. It doesn't. It's the herpes of the burlesque world, so I'm told. It is. I had a beautiful burlesque stay last week. She needed a place to crash. And my house is still covered in glitter. I keep finding it places I don't really want to find it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you go to the toilet and everything. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like when you go to the beach. Yeah, the sand. 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 The glitter is so much prettier. <laughs> but yeah, I think, so with my experience, obviously taking pictures and stuff, uh, that's how I sort of got involved. Um, and I've now got to the to the point where I'm comfortable going to a show by myself and just knowing that, there will be people there that I know. Yeah. Um, either somebody that I'm really good friends with or just somebody that I know that I can sit with and chat with, say hello to. Um, yeah. You know, not not sort of be on my own, not be alone at the show, um, which is it's a good feeling. I mean, for me, that's a, a really huge thing, um, being able to turn up at a show by myself and just know that there's people there that I'll be fine with. It's so true. You just, like... I don't think twice about going to see a show by myself. I'm like, I'm sure there will be either someone in the audience, probably one of you two, or <laughs> someone on stage that I can hang out with afterwards. Yeah. And, and I, even if there's not someone you know, you probably end up talking to someone anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Or think... I'll see them and I'll be like, ah, oh, I saw you in a show last month and I thought you were great. Can yeah. I chat to you? And they'll be yeah. like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Someone's noticed me. I think... I think that's what uh, another one of the reasons why I, why I came along to the to the first cabaret shows that I did at the Cavendish, was because I sort of reached that age where a lot of my friends were having kids and had yes. mortgages and were getting married and, and stuff like well, that. Where I'll just have and a pizza I'd, and getting drunk. <laughs> and I'd I'd send them a uh, you know the, there'd be a, a message you know do, do you fancy going out for a drink or something, and they're like oh I can't can't afford it or or. Uh, you know. get the babysitter. Yeah, or you know, or I haven't haven't got any credit this month. You know, in terms of uh, you know, I've already been out twice. If I go out, if I go out another time, I might I might get tutted at that sort of thing. Not in a, you. I just I just went. I just turn up at the Cavendish, and I, if I didn't know anyone there, well, I'd end up talking to somebody, and usually someone interesting. You kind so. of always know somebody though, even if it's just you've seen them on stage. You just sort of they come off, and you're like. I've seen you before, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. I saw you," because that's what that's what I got a lot. Certainly with photographing the shows, so I go into other shows, and they're like, "Oh, I I know you," and I'm like, "Yeah, I photographed you," and they're like, "Oh, odd socks." <laughs> that's me. I'm the odd socks. I need to change my name back to odd socks. I miss the odd socks. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's always you can always talk to people. Um, I, I actually I remember so well the first time I went to a sort of event thing by myself. Uh, it was actually um, Larry's birthday at the White Lion. That was the first sort of th- I'd gone to that by myself, and it I didn't know there was a show going on. Um, Larry had invited me to his birthday, and I thought, well, I have to go. You know, he's invited me to his birthday, and then I I went. There was a show going on. That's when I met Violet Blaze and uh, Viv was comparing the show and it was you know it was a really spectacular and I, I thought to myself do I really want to go to this birthday party I don't really want to be on my own I don't want to feel awkward I don't want to monopolize Larry but it turns out there was quite a few people that I knew and uh, it was good and I, I really enjoyed it and then um, then I was going to roulette and you know I'd bring people along to that and you know, met other people there, and then mm-hmm. even that now, even now, I I go 
by myself knowing that there will be other people there that I can talk to or will save me a seat or you know I can just be involved with because yeah you you kind of got a friend and it's it's like you know it's one of those sorts of friendships that you know that they're there but you don't have to constantly be checking and talking and yeah you know you can see each other one month and then you don't see each other for a couple of weeks and then you see each other again and it's like oh yeah do you remember this and this and you know it's like old friends constantly meeting each other it's lovely and it's probably that way because a lot of them are performers Mm. who never have any free time yeah so they have the same thing with their friends where they're like well I wish I could see them more but I can't because I'm always doing shows my evenings are always busy so when people turn up at shows it is it's not just a show it's a social yeah it really is situation it's it's a community and it's it's an accessible, welcoming community. Yeah. Well, I think that, that was never shown better than than recently when when Kiki Deville. Oh yeah, mm. Kiki. Um, uh, her, her an mom, amazing singer. Her mum passed away. Yeah, and and uh, she she you know she's Australian. She she wanted to get home. There was no way. And she couldn't afford no the flights last minute. It because that's like what performers are like. Grand. Yeah. Someone someone basically I can't, I can't remember who um, posted it up on Facebook. Friends made saying, an Indiegogo campaign for yeah. her, and they raised the money within yeah. twenty four hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was so it was cab- yeah. cabaret people sharing, and, and yeah. it was. But just... then there was a similar thing um, just before that with. Uh, somebody's nephew who was sick or something. Yeah, and they did a show. They did a show to, to raise, raise money. Funds. I think yeah. a premature baby or something. Yeah, mm. I think like that. Yeah. Or a um, really sick young baby. And yeah, they, and they did a whole show. They just did a like, cabaret they had show. Huge for... artists there as well. Pretty huge talents there. Yeah, I saw and they the all did it, it for free. Phenomenal. And yeah. all the money was donated to this little baby. Which I mean, that's that's just spectacular. Yeah, and the fact that people do things like that, and you know. You just word gets around, especially it's like a family. Yeah, it's definitely like a family with burlesque cabaret, all that sort of thing. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah, and it's and it also what what's been nice is it is seeing people who maybe drop off the radar for six months or so, and then come back and it's like they've never been away. People yeah. remember who you are. They're happy to see you again. They're like, oh, you're right. Where have you been? You know, they want to know. But like, you'll never disappear like yeah you know i think the good thing is as well is that whole when someone says how are you they actually want to know Mm. they're not just saying it because it's part of a conversation oh how are you okay i'm not really interested i'm not listening when they say how are you they mean it and they actually want to know how you are it's a really great it's definitely a community and you know once you get involved it is definitely like a family that's such a funny thing because there's a big big debate that's kind of happened is you know, is it a community or is it an industry? And what's the difference between community and industry? And I'm kind of like, well, I don't understand why they have to be mutually exclusive, quite frankly. It's got that wonderful community vibe where people will, you feel looked after. Yeah. And it's really nice to have that. But, so, that was, that sums up a lot about why you guys really like cabaret. I can see it's not just the shows, it's also... It's not just boobs. It's not just the tits and the glitter. It is also the fact that it's so open and welcoming and accessible and, yeah. and people remember you and, and you you kind of see some shows and once you get talking to people, you start having a family you never really do you could have. I want to know for you, obviously you saw... it's Because it is based around the performing arts as well. So what makes 
a good show because it's not just just a social meetup. What what for you makes a really good cabaret show? I think it's it's having the right balance um, is is a key part of it. Um, you know, I've been to shows where it's been ninety percent burlesque, and by the end, I'm bored of boobs, which doesn't you know. Doesn't sound possible. (laughs) That makes it it sound like that's that's the point of burlesque. Obviously, that's not the point of burlesque. I'm 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 being slightly facetious. I'd like to I'd like to point that out. But but you know you know what I mean. And and um you know. What's like going to see comedy open mic night? By the end of it, you're like, God, I don't know if I can handle another joke. Especially if it's all the same style. Yeah. yeah. I've got you know Regular, you were ta- you were talking to Gemma about you know the straight sort of if you've just got sort of straight ob- yeah. observational stand up and mm. and so you know I, I do like I do like seeing fire performers get comedy I, I do like the, some of the musical comedy some of the some amazing musical comedy performers uh, including I mean it's, how have we not talked about cabaret roulette yet? I mean, that's that's well, the we, kind of we, touched we on it. We did bit. name drop it in the, <laughs> in the Trixie we, podcast we did. episode. Oh, right, happened, you and then you guys have said roulette a few times, but yeah, oh, cabaret roulettes as a show, like as a show overarching, like not just the variety of it, but what I, what does it need for you as a personal taste? I like to see uh, a compare. Have actually, have really thought about what they do, um, and we're back to Benjamin Lush again. But he he prepares. I mean, you know, yes, he, he you you can tell he's he's carefully worked out every single word. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Is that the right word? He's he's thought about everything, and everything is crafted to perfection. And it including the facial expressions. Yeah, and the timings, and the whole thing, is, and it draws the whole show together. So it's not a series of performances, it's a show. Um, and when you can do that, that's, that's I think, key to, to a memorable show. Yeah. Um, is so, so key. When you get a duff compare, it's quite painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I've, seen, I've seen awesome shows and I've seen really terrible shows as well. Um, it's going to happen. Yeah, and it's... Generally, the terrible shows is because it was such a bad compare, and it's you know you just kind of know as soon as the compare comes out if they have no sort of rapport with the audience, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. And generally, the safest bet is if you have friends in the audience, you build the rapport there, and it sort of spreads out to the rest of the audience. That's your safest bet. If you're going to shake your tits in someone's face, make sure you know them. So you know they're not <laughs> going to be offended. I mean, but no. I think if, if you sort of... I mean, I, I've been the victim of a show before. Um, I went to... The victim of a I terrible was. show. No, 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 not a terrible show. I was just the victim in that I had somebody's groin shaken in my face. I won't mention his name, Doc. <laughs> um, but I did a show I photographed a show it was a last minute thing um, for Sapphire Rocks mm-hmm. um, it was the Fiddler's Elbow mm-hmm. I was drafted in to photograph the Christmas show there and I obviously I know Doc we go way back cool. and um, he had he was doing two acts and <laughs> I was actually I'd taken my boyfriend's dad 
to the show because my boyfriend was working at the time and his dad was free. He'd been to roulette before and knew it was a good night. And so I said, oh, do you fancy coming? He was like, yeah, why not? And he brought his best friend along. And then suddenly, you know, I'm having somebody's groin shaking in my face. And he was not impressed because obviously I was dating his son. But I was like, it's okay. We know each other. We go way back. It's fine. You can, you know. Um, that makes it so much better. But no, it didn't. It just made it so much worse. I was like digging a hole. I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? But, you know, it's, it's, I like the sort of audience involvement in shows. Um, because obviously the audience is key. If the audience isn't having a good time, you're not going to have a good show. And I mean, I... That's true. I mean, who else are we... It yeah, for, it's all for the audience, really. and if the audience don't love it, it's going to be a crap show. It's going to be painful. I went to the... Well, I'm not going to say the name of the venue, but I went to a show. <laughs> this sounds very ominous. No, it's it's not that... I mean, the thing is, the show was good. Dot Cotton was there. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, amazing sort of mime, clown, general performer. So adorable. And just... I, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, but just every, every movement she does, she's like Benjamin Lush in that every single movement of every single bit of her is absolutely tuned to perfection. And uh, amazing aerialists performing, whose name I can't remember, a, a good compare. But it was the kind of venue that is basically full of people who are there for birthdays, leaving do's, stag do's, hen night. Right. Um, and... No one gave a damn, pretty much. Everyone was there getting drunk, talking loudly, not watching the show. Apart from me and the person I was with. So, uh, and we were like, can you not see how good these performers are? And, but I think it's, I'm not quite sure what their pricing policy was, but I think they were, it was the sort of thing they actively encouraged because it's a good way of getting a lot of bums on seats. Um, which, you know, can be a difficult thing in, in the cabaret world, especially at certain times of the year. Yeah, summer, gets is, to summer. summer is tricky. People want to hang out in beer gardens. Yeah. They don't want to go in a dark, potentially very sweaty theatre or cabaret club and see a show. They've got things on. It's all Edinburgh previews. Everyone's going up to the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you want the people in, but you really need... Um, if, if you want people to come back, you really need... The, the right atmosphere in the audience. You need the audience to be part of the show. Yeah. So. As a performer, the silence is worse for me than any kind of heckling. I find the silence more unnerving because I feel like it's... They when, don't get it. Well, but when you're performing, you have to have that kind of, like, veneer of complete, like, almost, like, delusion and self-belief <laughs> that, like, what you're doing is awesome. And then when there's silence, it just allows all those little thoughts that, like... Is it always the case, though? Because I find, and going back to the first shows I went to, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite English. I'll apologise if someone walks into me backwards. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, I, I, my first few shows, I was there politely clapping as though I was watching the cricket at Lords or something. <laughs> and, Very English. Um, it took me a while to, to build up to doing the... You know, to actually cheering, yeah. which you do. I mean, you do need for the for, for the atmosphere. There are some performances where it's where you don't want that. Like I, I, I saw um, another performer who who 
did amazing, amazing stuff. Three, quite emotional thing. And yeah, the compare was kind of trying to encourage the audience to cheer. And we were all sitting there going, no, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. We, sh- we are sitting here in rapt admiration yeah. of this delicate, perfect performance. And I don't really want to be shouting. Be like stomping it's, all over it. It's, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm enjoying the moment. I think, and, yeah. And um, sometimes it's difficult to... Um, the scary thing is when you feel like you need cheers and no one gives them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're really whip, shaking yeah. it on the stage and if you're sort of, you know, you're giving the audience a cheeky smile and you're winking and you're, you know, saying, come on, and they're completely silent, it's like, well, what am I doing wrong? Why are they not cheering? And that's that's kind of what happened at the show that I put on. And it was... and Because I had a whole bunch of my friends in the front rows and I was like, look, you need to... Be loud. At the beginning, I was like, look, you need to be vocal. You need to whoop and cheer. And so then everybody else will whoop and cheer. Because we had a really good turnout. Um, And then by the second half, I was like, look, guys, can you just just lead the way? And I was sort of stood there in my kitten outfit, which was horrendous. It was Halloween. That's why I was dressed like a kitten. And I was... Anyway, um, and then I said to them at, at the sort of interval, I said, look, you need to... Be a bit more vocal. I said the girls back they're backstage and they're feeling awful about the show because there's no feedback. I said, come on, you guys, you're my friends. You've been to shows. You know what it's like. Just cheer. There wasn't anything really emotive. It was mostly burlesque. You just whoop and you cheer. Go for your life. Yeah. And then the second half and it was, again, just deadpan. And I'm thinking, oh, so shit. So painful. And, I mean, it, it was a painful. good show. The women, the, the girls that performed for me, they... they seemed to be happy enough with it and you know they interacted with the audience afterwards there was a, a big barbecue and stuff and they were all talking so it seemed okay but I just think you need to kind of know your audience for you what makes a good act and do you have any like favorite sort of genres of acts so like burlesque or fire or aerial or circus or you know musical comedy or belly dance or <laughs> <laughs> what makes a good act and do you have a particular favourite thing like if you see it on a bill you're going to be like oh I'm definitely going to go see that show I think originality is is, is always something that, that grabs me when someone's come up with with a, a really good idea um, God now oh. see I'm struggling even with the name dropping here now. <laughs> um, you don't have to name drop it's just more yeah. like the essence of the thing yeah well what about one of either the first or second show I went to at the Cavendish and Vivacity Bliss was doing her brilliant Canadian there was a, a brilliant one at, at Cabaret Roulette and again I've, I've forgotten the, who the performer was but she did a brilliant one uh, about um, internet myths of, of the sort of fruit that you can eat that makes you lose weight and, and oh and yeah that was like the myths and legends one wasn't it yeah, yeah and she was she you know she so she was doing this sort of striptease but effectively she was she was stripping and she had those little electric pads yeah. on her the weight body loss belt. and uh, she, was she uh, yeah, yeah so yeah, she had all funny. these Who these that? things that was a really good one mm. um the, the originality and that attention to detail um yeah, I think the the two key things for me. I like I like all the different styles. I love a bit of fire, um, and um, yeah, always like musical comedy. I mm-hmm. I sort of uh, 
have attempted to be a musician for about 30 years, almost, well, exactly 30 years. I got given a, a, a violin uh, when I was six. And, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, went through various different instruments and playing none of them very well. But but I have a big interest in music, so, so um, you know... Uh, Seeing, seeing music done well is, is always good. It's funny that you're like originality, something clever. That sounds like what, what you like is like things with a twist where someone's te- put a very clever spin on something. Yeah. Like the whole weight loss thing is a striptease, but it's not like a traditional classic sexy striptease. Yeah. It's like it's funny and it's got something a bit different about it. And that's that all the, all the really dark atmospheric stuff. Yeah. That, that's that what I think. Stuff. Uh, you know where, where you you sort of have this. You don't really know what it is that you're watching. It's it's just difficult to categorise. But there's something going on on stage, something incredible, and and you're just sitting there going, I have no idea what this is, but I love it. For me, I I, I like the dark arts. Um, I I like that sort of. It makes you feel really uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I mean, I love like the fire, um, needles. Uh, one perform again, not name dropping, but there's one performer that springs to mind. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. You're talking about snake fur. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, good old snake fur. You're allowed to name drop. I don't in, like ban the name dropping. Well, yeah, but, but, like, but there's but, only you know. so much name dropping you can have, though. Sure. Oh, I don't want snake to miss out. She's brilliant. Oh no, I mean she, she in, she's bound to get a mention at some equal point. She fascinates and terrifies me and I've told her this we we've spoken before and I said to her you you're amazing but you're terrifying but I mean I as a person when you meet her off the stage she's so sweet lovely and (laughs) when you see her on stage it's like yeah holy fuck you you are terrifying with these piercing eyes (laughs) with the needles through the skin and the fire and it's scary shit man but as a person, and I like that, I guess, because you can sort of explore different facets of your personality. You can be a wild, crazy, whatever you want to be on stage, but in reality, you're just, you know, you're a bit gentle, you're a bit timid. It was like we were talking about earlier, like the whole wearing a mask thing. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, that's the biggest thing I love about cabaret and that sort of scene is you can be who you want to be on stage and just be somebody completely different off stage and... Nobody even bats an eye. Nobody says, oh, well, on stage, you're really confident, so why aren't you really confident off stage? Because it doesn't really work like that. No, exactly. Well, I like to joke that um, our cabaret alter egos are our superhero identities. Well, yeah. It's... And then we're just, like, regular people, and then but nobody really knows that we're superheroes on stage. That's the good thing about cabarets. So many people, that you know, they're so, you know, meek and socially awkward and shy and just off stage they're just you wouldn't see them as cabaret performers burlesque mime artists magicians all of this you wouldn't see that in them but when they get on stage you don't see that they're that shy sort of painful individual and it's i i love that contrast and i mean for me definitely the dark arts the sort of darker cabaret mm-hmm. um i i love that i it's just i don't know it's just sort of stir something in myself it's I love that both of you mentioned fire. Like, oh yeah, fire, fire. for you guys is like fire's hot. <laughs> Pardon the pun, but yeah, fire. I can't is. believe neither of you are like, yeah, really sexy, 
proper old-fashioned strip tease is what really does it for me. Like, Don't get me wrong, that, I love I mean, boobs. So much of that is out there. Like. I do love boobs, but there's so much more to it than that. So much more. Yeah, you know, I appreciate a, a classic strip tease, you know, but the there's a lot of fans in the feather sense <laughs> out there and there's got to be something that you've got to I think actually going back to what makes a good cabaret performance about putting something of yourself into the act it's yeah. um, you know uh, Ava, Ava Iscariot she has the, the fans and could almost be a classic you know um, burlesque Thing yeah, until she pulls her heart thing. out of a jar. Yeah, or, or, or the music kicks in and it's it's Nine Inch Nails and, and she's got the, the sort of... The, the crying black, blood. Crying, crying makeup stuff. And and that's... It's taking the, the existing form and doing something different with it. Injecting it, something yeah. for yourself into it. So when you... Obviously, a huge part of Cabaret is word of mouth for both of you, especially now, now that you've seen so many different shows, but say there was a brand new show on the circuit, what would make you want to go see that show? It's it's almost always that I know have or have met someone who's in it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, there, I think that's all... Almost it. I mean, you, or, you, or you hear what if you didn't know from someone. someone. Would it? Would like, it be I, like? I was told I, I had to go and see Dave the Bear, and at some stage I really should. Um, <laughs> um, so so it'll either be because someone someone I know is in it, or it'll be a direct recommendation. And someone will have said that performer is like yeah, incredible. that performer or that show yeah. is really good. Yeah. So. Would there be anything in like the show's marketing that would convince you to go, or would it just be someone else being like, "The show is great"? Hmm, I'm not entirely sure. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure if I ever really see the marketing very much. <laughs> uh, someone tells you are me a about... terrible test demographic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kim? What about you? Um, well, you see, I've been on both sides of that. I've been helping plug a show, mm-hmm. and it's kind of. I don't. For me personally, if I knew somebody in the show, or if somebody said, "Oh my God, my friend is in this show," or "My friend knows somebody who's in this show," you should see it. For, it's definitely word of mouth that's yeah. the biggest thing for me. Um, if I saw a listing and I had no idea who any of the people were, and nobody that I knew had any idea, I'd be a bit reluctant to see it. But I maybe chance it I guess it depends on how much it costs I mean if it's a if it's a show that's 30 pounds and nobody's heard of any of the performers or knows anything about it I probably wouldn't go but then that's probably quite unlikely because the shows that cost 30 quid usually have well that's the thing I mean it it, it does vary you know that there are some shows I've been to that have cost quite a bit and I've heard of somebody referenced before and I'm like "Mm, I don't know them but maybe I'll see um and you know, sometimes you're quite surprised. Sometimes it's a really awesome show. I think definitely word of mouth is one it's of the, the biggest key. things. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've been helping to plug a show, uh, sort of working in the PR background and just getting the show out there. And it's you can't really. T- I mean, certainly for me, I don't really know what's 
what I'm if what I'm doing is working. I mean, I talk a lot about things that I love on Facebook, and so if my friends see it on Facebook and maybe they like it as well, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we should see this," or maybe, "How do I get involved in this?" or "How do I do that?" Um, but yeah, I think definitely word of mouth is the best way to spread it around. Yeah. I think so. In summary, friends tell friends about cabaret. Yeah. What so? What would you say to convince a complete cabaret version to come along with you? And have you done that before or recently? I've done it. I've done it a lot. Because <laughs> uh, where Jim where pops I've got everyone's cabaret cherry. Yeah. Where where I've got a show that I really like, um, you know, uh, I well I, I'm like that with everything. You know, I've, I've got there's a band that I I really love called Mr Bungle. And they're not to everyone's taste, it's safe to say. Amazing. Being a sort of mixture of circus music, death metal, freeform jazz, Incredibly ska. Incredibly offensive. Um, they're they're oh, they absolutely... Sound like I quite like them. They're absolutely brilliant. <laughs> awesome, there are some of their songs you definitely will like. In fact, I might play them to you afterwards. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, and the thing is, it's always going to be an acquired taste. A lot of people are not going to like something that switches between sort of... Circus reggae and then screaming death metal and and some noodly jazz, um, but because I'm enthusiastic about it, I want to share it with everyone. I'm I'm like that when I'm enthusiastic with the beer. I want to drag everyone down to my favourite bar and go, <laughs> oh yeah, you've got to try um, Trappist Rochefort Ten. It's the best beer in the world. It's eleven point three percent. It's incredible. Stuff. <laughs> or or single malt scotch, mm. or, um, or or music, or whatever, or, yeah. or the Big Lebowski, brilliant film by the way. Oh, um, no, it's not. Shut Awful. it. <laughs> um, if you've not seen it, don't shut bother. it. Um, <laughs> it's the best film. I'm not ever. making any comments about the Big Lebowski. It's the best film ever. Anyway, um, so where was I? Yeah. <laughs> so, How would you convince someone to come with you to cabaret? Basically, yeah. the sheer force of your enthusiasm. Yeah, well, that tends to be a big part of it, yeah. Um, and and that will either have the desired effect or the opposite effect. Yeah. Um, um, but then you think the a lot of my friends will... the person wouldn't appreciate the cabaret anyway, so... Well, yeah, no, I generally try and persuade the people who I, I think will like it as well. I don't, yeah. I don't just go out there going, I'm going to drag you along just because <laughs> I like it. But... But I do have friends who won't listen to any music I recommend simply because I've recommended it. <laughs> if they found it by themselves, they'd probably love it. But because I've recommended it, they're like, oh, God, no. Um, Trust me, Jim's Tasting Cabaret is awesome. So don't have to worry about that. Don't have to worry about Mr. that. Mr. Bungle Cabaret. <laughs> Actually, well, that was one of the ideas I had for an act. I was going to say, weren't you thinking of... Oh, God. I, I have got an act. Yeah. Every time I listen to a song, we can even get onto Jim's... We didn't even get we'll to talk to about some... you being a just lots of creative boy Yeah, we'll have to do some serious editing. I, I think oh, <laughs> my my sort of I think we have the same sort of enthusiasm there. Um, if I was to convince a person to go to a show, I mean, I've brought along friends from uni and stuff. Um, in fact, my latest conquest was bringing a Mormon to a show. What? And, uh, Did they like it? Well, she's a very sketchy Mormon, but yeah, she really. really <laughs> she's been to a few, but except perhaps a sketchy that sketchy uh, Mormon. Except perhaps the act about Mary. She actually—that well, was her favourite one. Was it? She came to yeah. Oh, she was at Anna Lou's awesome. concert, and yeah, she loved Mary. One. She actually, Anna Lou, another bit of name dropping there. Oh yeah, <laughs> Anna Lou. 
Um, yeah, no, she actually randomly messaged me like a week after the show with her only power was her flower. And of course I was in stitches after that because I knew what she was talking about. Nobody else had a clue. um, (laughs) Nobody else is going to have a clue. But yeah, I think I, I'm the sort of person, if I love something, I love it completely and utterly and just unstoppably. And I just, you know, I just want to talk about it and... I will, you know, people will see on Facebook, if, if there's something that I'm into, I will talk about it to death. And yeah. people will be like, oh, okay, we'll come and see it. For God's sake, just shut up talking about it. But then when they've seen it, they're like, oh, my God, yes, I understand now. And then they start talking about it. It's kind of infectious, really. Yeah. In a nice way. Yeah. And, yeah, I think that's that's how I sort of convince people to come along. I, I don't think I've ever brought a person along to a show that have been like, yeah, you know what, it's not really for me. I've had people that have said, yeah, I'll definitely come to a show, and I've never been to a single show. Yeah, And I that just know that lot. they're the sort of people that just won't appreciate it anyway. Um, but that yeah. does happen a lot. I've had a few friends come to shows, and while maybe not all the show has been to their taste, they've always found something. yeah. Which is a good thing to know. So, to wrap up, I'm going to ask you the question that I ask all my interviewees, but it will be slightly different this time. Um, what is the best thing that's ever happened to you, either on stage or at a show? And what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you, either on stage or at a show? Because Jim does boylesque, and he got into it a little bit, and, and it's awesome. I d- yeah. It, so, what are the best and worst experiences either on stage oh, oh. or at? A well, show? I don't really remember being on stage that much. So I got I got roped into it by Emily, a little lady luscious, who, as I said, she was the producer of the first shows I went to see, and you know I got talking to her, and we were really good friends, and um, I had this idea for an act, and I mentioned it to her. And I said, yeah, it'd be a really good act. And I, I talked through my rugby-themed boylesque. I and then she the, made the you idea. do it. Yeah. I, and she went, oh, yeah, you've, you've got to do it. And I'm like, no, not me. I'm not a performer. <laughs> but there would be a really good one. He said, is a no, performer. He's really good. Book you him. You have to do it. Book him. He's amazing. And and so she, she talked me into it. She... she uh, Gave me a few lessons and and I performed at one of the shows, well, quite a few of the shows. Uh, I performed at one and then a few months later I got a text in the morning saying, Are you, would you be alright to be on the door tonight for tonight's show? And I was just about to text back saying, yeah, that's fine. And then I got a new one saying, scratch that, someone's cancelled, can you perform? <laughs> tonight? Uh, yeah, yeah, go on then. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm really glad I did it, and it's it's one of those things. That, and all the performers I talk to about this say they have the same thing, which is that once you've done one, all of a sudden these ideas keep popping up. And I've got like five or six ideas, and the the only problem is I'm a, uh, I, I I would describe myself as a, a lazy perfectionist. <laughs> I don't want to do anything unless it's absolutely perfect, but I don't want to put in the effort to get it absolutely perfect because I can't be bothered. Um, so <laughs> So I never tend to. Uh, I, I really should uh, try and try and do those because um, <laughs> I've got I've got some what I think are actually really good ideas. Um, 
So, uh, and I'm not going to talk about those in case someone steals them. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll, force, you, we'll force you to perform them. Um, we will. We'll get it out of you. Yeah, no, I think what I'm, I know what which one I'm going to do next. But there's too many. Um, but yeah, no. I've, the Mr. Bungle one. Yeah, the one. Well, they're all churning around in my head. One of them will actually happen at some stage. So you but don't, I don't really want to remember do anything. anything happening. I mean, no, do you no. Have any, I like, have this every time I've been on stage ever doing music, doing um, acting, and when I say acting. I do mean I was the second innkeeper when I was nine. Um, that's that's the, the sum total of my acting experience, I think. Uh, I went, I, I really, really nagged my parents to let me go to uh, acting classes. And we went along and they, they were saying things like, oh, okay, everyone pretend to be a tree. And I'm like, nine-year-old me is going, what the fuck? this shit I don't want to be a tree I want to be a person I want, I want to be Bruce Willis emotion <laughs> so um, so uh, a person with emotions no <laughs> no I was a boy um, I, I wanted to shoot people that was my idea of acting was jumping over punching people shooting people die hard then. yeah um, so this has gone off ta- this has gone I'm, on a massive tangent so um, <laughs> I don't remember anything when I'm on stage do it performing anything it's just this massive blur i go on i can hear my heartbeat going and everything goes fuzzy and then i come off and then i and then have to wait sick. for other people to tell me how fabulous i was <laughs> um so so that's it really um the best and worst things i don't remember you just have a good time at every show you go to unless I, it's a terrible terrible show with a terrible I, compare i don't tend to react to Bad things. I know they happen. I can't go. Eh, you know. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, well. Move on. <laughs> what about you? I think um, one of the, I guess it was kind of the best and worst thing almost um, was uh, Cabaret Roulette's first birthday. Um, in fact, oh. James and I were dragged up on stage. Oh yeah, that was the worst thing. Uh, for me it was amazing because I won the contest uh, we had to do the actions to the Superman song <laughs> what is this song? <laughs> James he doesn't know the song I've never heard he, this song. he was so standing there I was doing all the actions he, he was kind of like what? and he's like just listen to the lyrics he's telling you what to do yeah but by the time I'd heard it it was too late he moved to... on to the next exactly one. yeah it goes quite and fast I, I really enjoyed that because I mean it was I was celebrating my own birthday then as well, um, okay. so I had a whole bunch of my friends come to the show, and I I kind of knew I would get dragged up on stage. I didn't really want to, but I knew it would happen, um, so I just sort of accepted my fate. I mean, I'm I'm not. I I used to perform. I used to be a dancer until I was about sixteen. Um, it's not really a thing I'm into anymore. I I love it. I mean, I, I would I do it? I don't know. Maybe, but. It's probably not really. I I like to sort of sit back and watch, watch things unfold on stage, but and take beautiful pictures. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that was probably kind of my best and worst moment with, with cabaret. Just being up on stage, all these people watching me, and I was like, oh my god, all these people are staring at me. But when you're up there, you, you can't actually see anything because no. the, the lights are in your so face, bright. and it's like, oh my god, people are there, but I can't even see anything. But then, you know, I, I won the contest because I got all the women up dancing and he failed. And so <laughs> it was also kind of the awesome. Best thing. Um, yeah, yeah it was drag. It was fun. 
that was definitely kind of yeah my best and worst moment I think other than that um the last roulette show um there was purple flowers thrown into the audience and I caught a bunch of purple flowers I was having a really bad day and you caught some beautiful and I caught flowers some pur- at the show not not only were they really lovely flowers but they were purple and it's my favorite color but then we were supposed to throw them back on stage and I didn't <laughs> They were my fucking flowers. I caught them. <laughs> they were mine. But then by the think, end... I think Des might have had something to say about that. By the end of the evening, though, I only had one flower left because a friend was just stealing my flowers and giving them away to other people. Oh. But I actually still have that one flower. I pressed it. It's in a book somewhere. Oh, that's so lovely. But because I, I was having a really, really terrible day and it just, you know, just catching those flowers. I knew it was part of the show. And, you know, lots of other people threw up their flowers, so I didn't feel so bad about keeping mine. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that that was a really good... That was a good show because that's another good thing. I There's been a few shows that I've gone out to and I'm just like, oh, I really don't feel like going out tonight. I'm just not in the mood. And then you get out, you know, you sit there. To be honest, when I'm grumpy, I'm so fucking grumpy. I'm such a grumpy cow. But then, you know, you go to a show and it's like, you're sitting there and it's, it's a really good act. And you're like, yeah, it's all right. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's cheering. You're like, yeah, I suppose it's okay. <laughs> and then everyone's standing up and whooping. You're like, okay, fine, okay. I'm having a wonderful time, all right? Are you happy now? <laughs> and I, that's something I really love about it because it doesn't matter how shit a time you're having you go to a really good show and just suddenly you forget about the really shit time you were having five minutes earlier and yeah that's I think that's probably what I love the most about it and that's probably the best the best thing about it that's so great oh well I don't think I can we can top that really that's such a lovely way I kind of want to end it on that perfect perfect moment it's like like with shows at the end like good compare knows when to end the show as well as when to stop talking and bring the next act on so i reckon we're gonna wrap up um thank you guys so so much for doing this this has been so much fun um do you have websites (laughs) twitters do you have twitters people can tweet at you twitter and facebook yeah on twitter i've done about three tweets (laughs) all of them about beer (laughs) <laughs> well you can find these guys you'll probably meet them at any cabaret show you go to in London yeah, They'll prob- one of them will be there at least <laughs> probably both of them um, thank you again to if you didn't catch at the beginning James Lee and Kim Roberts it's been so great having you I've been Rosie Cole once again you can find me on the internet everywhere on the internet uh, you can find me god at... I hope people can't find me on the internet <laughs> you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Rosie Cole Dancer you can find me on twitter at Rosie underscore Cole you can find my website rosiecole.com and if you have any suggestions ideas questions comments people you'd like me to interview please 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 email me at rosiecoledancer at gmail.com I would love to hear from you and uh, thank you audience we're nothing without you have a good night